the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. about this as I was tired yesterday. What? Caregivers get tired? Yes. I was telling my mom, we have so many feelings, emotions. They're mental. They're physical. Oh, they're spiritual too. Yes. Caregivers are spirits in a body. Well, if you don't believe me, go to a funeral. I say that with sensitivity. I think that's one of the best places people get it. That the person deceased no longer alive. Alive? What do you mean? Living. What does that mean? With breath? With pneuma? With the breath of God. So as harsh as that might sound, maybe you've lost a loved one recently, or maybe even the idea of death brings that to your mind and it becomes a little grim for you. It's reality. I was telling my mom, I don't understand how people can watch horror films with such ease. All the killing and the blood and the screaming, and they find nothing wrong with it. But the idea of death scares them. Those people, hey, we need to chat. On carrying the burden, one of the things I care about is how a caregiver feels when they are burdened. So I know that sounds kind of horny, but it's true because that's what caused me to move with his show. I mean, I was moved with more than compassion. See, Jesus, he was moved with compassion a lot of time. Moved with compassion. You'll read it in the Bible. In the New Testament, Jesus was moved with compassion. I was a little frustrated, actually, when I came up with this concept because I felt like nobody cares for the caregivers. And how did I know? Because I had been a caregiver for a long time. At that point, when this idea came to me that somebody needs to encourage us, and I was always thought, if you're that adamant, that angry, that upset, then you do something. And I was like, oh, I guess I will. I guess I have to do something about it. When I prayed, this is what the Lord gave me to do. Do what? Talk to you about what? Caring. Why? Because most people don't care. For the most part, people are entitled. Entitled to what? Freedom. So they feel. The entitlement comes from a mindset that we are just supposed to have it like that. Have what like that? Life, uh, goodness, money, in the bank. <laughs> Access to it. Remember, have you looked at your bank account today? Oh, yeah, I have, man. I just need to. Well, hey, before you go to complaining, think about what I just said. Five things that you were entitled, even privileged to do. What were those? Uh, look, think about it. You have the vision, the mental propensity, the mindset to look up. Now, mind you, we started with the physical. Mm, yeah, we talked about that a moment ago. You could see to look up. Don't get complicated with AI. I don't have to look at it. I can just say, hey, whoever. And it, Okay, look. Take a moment, be grateful, and go with it. So if you have a bank account, many people don't. That's a privilege. We take bank accounts for granted, especially in America. We really do, unless something bad happens. And then we think about how mm, maybe ungrateful, Todd, that we've been <laughs> because we've had our money securely uh, positioned. I had a great grandfather. I love hearing his stories. I actually own his bureau. It's still in our family and I have it. It's a family heirloom. And so I think about how he would not trust banks. Now, if you have that grandfather or late 
father even, <laughs> you get in contact with me, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. That's two R's, two L's on Carol, LorraineCarroll.com. So one of the things I learned from that, because I thought it was silly, like why was grandpa so fearful of the bank? Now I could get into the history of that, but not today. For my grandfather, it was a lack of trust. Remember I said If you have a bank account now, we're talking about this idea of you have a bank account, how blessed you are, you can see, right? Because you could look up your balance. Oh, balance. Yeah, there's a balance available, whether it's what, positive or negative. (laughs) Have you ever seen your bank account in the negative? Even if you have, you're still blessed. How? I'm coming to that. Think about it today. You have a bank account. You live in America. You have a mental propensity to know how to look up your balance. You can see the balance. And then here's my favorite part. Hopefully, you can do something about the balance, whether it's in the negative or not. Did you catch that? Some people work to maintain a bank account, keep the money coming and keep it coming in. But if they lose their job, which many people have lost jobs in the last five years, I'm not just talking about pandemic life. I'm just talking about period. What pandemic life did for us was cause us to go into shock and overdrive about loss. Because for some people, they had never lost. L-O-S-S. I didn't say lost like a game, but they never had loss. So remember when you have loss, there's a deficit. When you have life, what is that? An asset. Oftentimes, we don't look at life as an asset because we talk about it so poorly, so badly. We talk as though we're so disgusted and so busted, and we act as though we are not entitled. Wait, are we entitled? Yes. The blessing, that's the entitlement. Now, if you read number 626, you'll get it. Yes, that's in the Bible. Numbers, it's a book in the Bible, 626. Chapter 6, verse 26. I'm not reading it today. I challenge you to read the Bible every day. And one thing that I encourage you to do is make sure you read at least one scripture. That's the least you can do because you're an asset. I was watching a documentary on the human body. That just sounds so general, doesn't it? But the coolest part is we often take for granted all of the parts of us that we cannot see. And all I could do was, wow, that's what faith is like. And I even take my faith for granted. How? The faith that I'm going to be able to get up to take care of my mom. The faith that I will be able to walk from my room all the way to her room and check on her. Well, we have cameras for that now, so I can kind of cheat. But what if she had fallen out of the bed? Well, I could just get on the phone and call 911. Well, what, do I want them to bust through my door, climb through the window, They can. I love our firefighters. They are amazing. However, let's not miss the point of how we just feel entitled. We're in America. We can just call 911. Do you know how many 911 calls are made and accidental? um, Oh, I'm sorry. We don't need you anymore. And people hang up. Well, now all of you taxpayers, you can get on the FM station and go into the politics of that. You can even join in with a great guy who actually has a show here. He's called Pastor Scott. 
Write him, call him, and tell him about how you feel about my taxpayer dollars are being wasted on these 911 calls right here on our station. It's called the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, take that over there. He'll talk about it from a Christian perspective. But for now, I want you to get back to the root of the cause for this show, caring. What does that have to do with caring, Lorraine? Because it's all rooted in entitlement. And sometimes we walk around as though we're entitled to have this access to the bank accounts that we have because we have cards like debit cards, Visa cards, and MasterCards, and bank cards, and all of these cards that give us access to our money. I told you my great-grandfather didn't trust it. Now, they didn't have cards when he was growing up for sure. They still had old-fashioned checks. Nonetheless, he and my great-grandmother stored money in the house. My family still believes to this day that whoever lives in both of those houses, uh, yeah, they had a couple of houses, that there's just money in the wall somewhere <laughs> stuck, hidden in places. <laughs> and if they tear down the house, somebody might find pockets of cash within the walls. So they just believe that. Even in the backyard, they believe it's buried out there, five feet underground, all these things. So what does that have to do with this entitlement concept? Because we're an asset, a walking asset, full of value. Have you determined your value today? Sometimes you wake up grumpy, frumpy, angry, upset. You feel depleted. You feel weak. But did you really assess the goodness of life compared to how you feel? How you feel physically, emotionally, even spiritually? You're still an asset. You might have somewhat of a deficit for the moment, for the day, and it's okay. All I'm saying is take a moment, think about your asset, your body, your mind, your spirit, your soul, your heart. Now, I know what theologians believe in the three, mind, soul, body, but I just took it further in the scriptures for myself because it works for me. I have scriptures that have the word heart And I just don't want to compile it into my soul and all that. Look, I want to take time with my heart. And what does that mean to me? To have a giving heart. Because mentally, I could cancel that out. My heart might want to give, but my mind, and that's where the debates come in. Okay, not today. What we're talking about is the asset of humanity. I'm a human, and I have the ability to think to see, to smell. I don't know about you, but I often take the seat of compassion for those that cannot use all five of their senses. Yes, that's a condition for people. We sometimes only think of blindness because that's the one that we've seen popularly in America. But what about people that can't smell? I mean, there are people that have that condition, but you can't see it on them. So now... You just have to be sensitive enough to detect that when you brought in that good-smelling peach cobbler to the family dinner and the guest that's there with your family has no sense of smell, you're talking about it, you're bragging about it, and all they can do is smile through the trial. The trial of what? Not being able to smell. Because for some people, that's a challenge. Some of us, it's not a problem. Why? Because it's an asset to be able to smell and discern and detect odors, good or bad. But, hey, that's a blessing. It's not a deficit. 
Have you assessed your life enough to see your assets, first of all, as a caregiver, secondly, as a person that cares about others and then yourself too? I was reminded just this morning how much I need to take care of me because I really believe in the old-fashioned mantra, there is no care if the caregiver isn't cared for. So who cares for Lorraine? Who cares about me? Now, I could whine, I could complain, but I already know I have someone that cares for me. Greater than any person, greater than any friend, I have the Lord, Jesus the Christ. And I like to put it that way because I had a friend tell me, well, um, you know, the universe is so good to me. I said, really? And she said, yeah, I mean, so many good things have been happening lately, and so everything must be in alignment. So I challenged her. I said, well, what happens when things aren't in alignment? What do you do then? And she said, what do you mean? I said, oh, so you don't know what it's like for your life to not be aligned wonderfully and have all the stars lined up? Am I being critical? (laughs) No, I was challenging her because my faith is in the creator of the universe. And I told her, I don't believe in the universe and its power, but I do believe in the creator of the universe and his power. She looked at me blank. Because that's such a popular expression again. When I was growing up, it was popular. It was coming out of the 60s, and everybody was talking about positive vibes, and all the young people now think that that's their thing. No, get your grandchildren, sit them down, help them understand history. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. If you ever want to have a good Bible study with your family, tell them to sit down and just let's chat about Ecclesiastes and what Solomon had to say. And one of the things that Solomon had to say that I like a lot is in chapter 11. And for me, it caused me to think about these things for where I'm entitled. I think that I'm supposed to have, and it's supposed to be this weird. Hey, a fire could have just busted out. Did you hear about those people that died recently in the fire that couldn't get out? Right. One was an elderly person. And I always do little mock fire drills with my mom, but when that time happens, You don't know what might be the situation in that moment. So for the moment that you're in, first of all, be thankful that you have a mind. Remember, a good mind to think. I know what it's like to not have a good mind to think. Yeah, you want to know about that, I can tell you. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. It's that simple because we take our mind for granted, how we deduce and how we calculate, how we determine, how we decide. You just think it just happens? I call it the goodness of the Lord, personally. That's my testimony. And that's why I have to attribute everything back to the Lord Jesus Christ. I make it very plain, very direct, and in some people's cases, very harsh. Because why? They don't understand that it's not about the universe. So I let them know, you have your identifier, I have mine. Christian, and then I add on some adjectives. What does that mean? Well, that's what people do now. They have their identifiers, and then they add adjectives in front of them. Oh, really? Yeah, check it out. Keep up. I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. But I need to know what's going on because I'm of the light, and the light overtakes the darkness of this world. You've got to know who you are, good little caregiver. (laughs) For those of you that listen, you know it's usually good little Christian right there, but actually, if you're a caregiver and you're not Christian— One of the things you need to do is determine your assets. If you're feeling deficits more than assets in your daily life as a caregiver, 
you need to do some reconciliation. My grandfather, now, I said my great-grandfather earlier, but now I'm talking about my poppy, my grandfather, the one I grew up with. Yeah, his background was accounting. So I used to see these big ledger books, and I didn't know what they were for, and I just thought it was math. I thought they were math problems and these big green page books and at the bottom, he just was doing a bunch of addition and subtraction. I didn't get it. I was little. But as I grew older, I understood, oh, he's trying to see how much money he has because he had a business. And then I had to think, oh, so as long as there's money without the minus, I figured that out a little later. Yeah, <laughs> I was about seven. Then that meant there was an asset. I didn't know it was an asset. I just knew it meant money. And that meant more, 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 more for me. (laughs) I was that little kid. I just like to have fun. But I also explored things that most people don't really care about. And for me, the exploration and navigation through that ledger helped me understand how quickly life comes and goes as an adult now. I can remember seeing, sure, here's income, but then there's a deficit. Why? Because payments, they're called bills, yeah, had to be paid. People, accounts, contractors, things had to be paid. They created deficits. But once the reconciliation occurred, was there an asset? That was the goal. And I always remembered the double lines at the end, which meant this is where it ends right here. What about you today? (laughs) What's your ending for today? I'm not talking about death. Remember, I told you if your spirit leaves your body, they usually declare you dead. People can believe what they want. I saw that same grandfather dead. I found him dead. Yes, I found him in his house, in the corner, in his bedroom, dead. I knew he was dead when I saw him, but I still needed just some confirmation. That happens in life. We need confirmation to a thing being dead, a person being dead even. In my case, I needed those firefighters to declare and confirm, and they said it so gently. He's gone, ma'am. I said, thank you. I didn't want to hear that, but I had to begin the reconciliation. Most times as caregivers, we don't reconcile. So we remain in deficit. You may have some assets right around you. One that you have for sure is the Holy Bible. It's always an asset. It will always fill in for your losses. Remember, I said L-O-S-S. You have to think about what are my losses today? Have I had any? Sure you have. From the moment you wake up, you've had a deficit of some sort. But if you're going to give Remember, caregivers, that's what you do. You give. Oh, I don't take care of my parents. Uh, Do you care? Then you should give it. And if you don't give a care, reassess your life. Because moment by moment by moment, you should be caring about someone other than you. You feel entitled to have care. Uh Uh-huh. Like the bank. Right. You feel entitled that it should manage your money and keep up with it for you. Uh Uh-huh. But... What about if the bank shut down like they did during the pandemic? Does anybody remember that? Sometimes we speak of it as though it was so long ago. For those of us that lived through it and survived it, because I watched people that I know not survive. No, they didn't kill themselves. They weren't suicidal physically. But I watched them die spiritually and in some cases emotionally 
And I did experience one person that was on the verge of a mental suicide. Remember, sui is oneself, and side comes from that root to kill. You can kill yourself mentally? Sure you can, all the time, every day if you want. If you wake up right now, if you're waking up, it's 1030-ish, right? And you're just turning on the radio trying to get your day going. Who says you're going to be here tonight? That's your entitled mentality that I'm going to make it until tonight. Not necessarily. You might die. Then what? Oh, my goodness. Do you have Christ as Savior? Do you have him as Lord Jesus, the Christ? Remember, I told you, I have the identifier for him. I have the identifier for him as Jesus, my Christ, my Savior, my Lord. And that's what I let people know when they start talking about the universe. I'm going to plug Jesus. If you're going to bring up the universe, well, I'm going to bring up Jesus. You started it. Hey, I was just minding my business. But if you want to give glory, honor, and praise to the universe, well, I'm going to glorify my God, Jesus the Christ. Because I told another friend, careful on just talking about God, because there are many a gods. Because I have a Bible that says 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, that the God of this world, what? Yeah, Satan. I got into a heated debate with a church lady, an evangelist. She's one of those kinds of Christians who I call group the Bible. She groups the Bible. And so she just groups it up. What does that mean? She doesn't know the scriptures. That's what it means. I said it. Uh Uh-huh. And there were witnesses. So if you're listening and you were there, you remember. I said, no, 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 no. I said, there's a God of this world, ma'am, the God of this world. Satan. I'm just quoting the Bible. Sometimes people get embarrassed because they don't know the Bible. My job is not to berate you because you don't know it. My job is to inform you and encourage you to know it. Get to know it. Reconcile your deficits with the Bible. It is the greatest asset you have today and every day. If you're alive, here's the best part. The Bible's true. It is proven. How do I know? Look at your own life. And then find those scriptures and then say, wow, I've lived that. That's proof. I'm a survivor. I don't know about you. I've survived many days of hardships, not just from caregiving, but caring. Have you ever felt like you care for someone more than they care for you? Well, I have a Bible that says that's okay. What? That's okay. Sure it is. It's okay to care about others more than yourself. That's called selflessness. That is very difficult to reconcile. Why? Because we have a deficit every day called selfishness. Oh, man, that one's easy to reconcile. Is it? Maybe, maybe not. Because at the end of the day, when you're selfish, there is no benefit at the end. When you get to those double lines on the ledger, uh, usually then you're in a deficit if you're selfish. Selflessness, on the other hand, will always provide you with an asset. What is that asset? Anything from the fruit of the spirit, goodness and gentleness. And what does that mean? Well, I have the ability to be that way. Have you ever met those people that are mm, short-tempered? They always seem hot-headed. They always seem angry. Always. It's like, are you ever happy? Yes, we know happiness is an emotion. It's fleeting. But that's what the fruit of the spirit are about. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, right? Gentleness. You read it. It's right there for you. Galatians 5. Read them. Check them off for the day. Am I acting this way? 
am, am I living like this? Probably not. I can say for me, most times I barely meet about 50% of the fruit of the Spirit. And at the end of the day, that's when I reconcile in prayer with the Lord and I ask Him for His assets, His blessings, His benefits. There's no greater benefits than the benefits that come from the hand of the Lord. So here's the thing. Before we go right here on carrying the burden, because some people are still saying carrying the burden, that's really nice. No, 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 no. You get to cast your burdens to the Lord because he cares for you. That's First Peter 5, 7. I was thinking about this sermon I heard about Peter. I've heard several over the years. I'm celebrating my Christianity this month. What does that mean? Uh, my salvation anniversary is coming up in just a few days. And, oh, wait a minute. Is that today? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? I've been walking with the Lord in my salvation now 37 years. That's what it means. And I am happy about it. Glad. Because some people didn't make it. Some people died in their natural body before they had a chance to get the salvation that I have freely. It's a gift. I was given God's grace, and I accepted it. And now I'm, as my mom would say, a good little Christian. So for the people that are still in deficit, read the Bible. It works. It'll help you. It'll give you a smile. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. Pay for what? Having the goodness of God? Right. You don't have to pay to have the goodness of God. Well, how do I get it? You just ask for it. You know, it's kind of like how people go into that bank and ask for a loan and get turned down. Yeah, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Meaning, I'm going to stop right there. We know the rest for those of us that read the Bible or his children, his people, his seed, begging bread, his family. But I'm talking about the righteous. Those are the people that are saved. For years, I thought that meant the people that were just right, and I was wrong. No, 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 no. The saved people. Are you saved today? If not, salvation is an asset. So don't live in a deficit as a caregiver when you have plenty of assets available to you. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden with me, Lorraine Carroll, right here on K-Praise, KPRZ, 1210 AM, and on your podcasting stations everywhere. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.